Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Guys, I got a public service. I have a public service announcement. Um, if you don't want to be arrested, prosecuted, fined, maybe even incarcerated, probably not a good idea to break into a school and vandalize it. That, well, that's it. That's the whole PSA, right? And and honestly, that actually applies to all buildings that don't belong to you. Just as a heads up, I don't know who needs to hear it. Apparently, uh, I guess about a dozen Union County youths, teens, senior prank is what they called it. Yeah, not a prank. That's eh, not a prank. Like toilet paper in. The trees out front and uh, uh, and even inside the building, toilet paper and, you know, like throwing rolls of toilet paper over the rafters. Okay. Prank. That's not really vandalism. Pouring honey into the circuit breaker box, into the panel. Yeah, now that's that's tens of thousands of dollars in repairs along with the computers and the printers that you poured honey all over as well. Um, yeah, when you when you pour honey into electronics and you destroy them, that's that's not toilet papering any longer, right? That's you see the difference there? I don't know. I mean, I know you're you're like 17 years old and so you're still stupid. Your brain isn't fully formed. That's why you can't vote. I don't have any excuse for the uh, 18-year-olds that participated in this. You should know better. Although your brains aren't fully developed either. Um, Yeah, they busted up some exit signs. This was all at uh, Sun Valley. I love the way that this was written up at the Observer uh, because they're quoting the Union County Sheriff, Eddie Cathy, and um, the Facebook post that he have, and I have it right here, Kathy didn't name the school, but parents commenting under his Facebook post said it was Sun Valley High School. Yeah, it was also seen on the TikTok video. I've watched the TikTok video where the kids videotape themselves doing it. Also, another PSA. If you are embarking upon a life of crime, not a good idea uh, to videotape yourself doing it. Just, I mean, if you want to be, a, if you want to have a long and fruitful, successful life of crime, a career in crime, you know, then this is not the best way uh, to start off. So they got video of it. Um, they've got some of the kid with the honey walks right past the camera. They're going to be able to figure out who it was. Uh, students face numerous criminal charges after a quote senior prank damaged their North Carolina high school. The prank was no joke as computers and electrical equipment were destroyed and an extensive cleanup of the school continues. That according to the sheriff. 
Right. So vandalism is what it is. This is not. This is not a, a prank. This is vandalism, right? You've caused. No, no. Here, here we go. Good example of it. You took all of the. They took all of the desks. You know the de- like the chair is attached to the desk, so they took a lot of the desks and they they piled them all up. <laughs> they put them in a big pile. Prank. No desks or chairs were harmed in the making of that exhibit, right? Of that display. So they just made this whole big mountain of of desks, and they put they dragged them all out into the hallway in one classroom. They pulled them all out and they stacked them all. I mean, yeah, you're making a lot of extra work for the janitors, and we all know that those people are, you know. Totally overpaid for doing <laughs> for doing that work. So good job on that, kids. Um, but at least that's like you're not damaging the property. You are inconveniencing a human being, right? You're going to annoy them. You're, you've made more work for this person. But no, I mean, the senior prank and all of that. Didn't they just used to paint the rocks? What's up with that? Why can't they, didn't they do, like, that's why we put the stupid rock in the front of the building in the first place, I thought. I mean, that was never a thing when we were kids. We, this idea that, oh, it's a spirit rock or something like that. I don't even know what they call these things. I just remember starting to see these things as I was, I was probably out of college by the, when I first saw these rocks. I mean, yeah, I mean, we would just go paint bridges. No, I'm kidding. I'm just, that's vandalism too, people. Okay, see? That was a test. Vandalism also. Not a prank. That's vandalism. There is a, right. Here's here's how you can tell. Number one, is it your property? Okay? Number two, number two, is is the defacing or damage, whatever, is it permanent? Is your prank permanent? Does it leave a lasting mark on the property that isn't yours? Now, if you've answered... No, it's not your property. And is it leaving a mark permanently? Yes. Then that's vandalism. So here's what the sheriff said. Senior pranks are not new. And we understand that oftentimes these events are intended to be harmless and fun. However, a recent senior prank, in quotes, at one of our local schools has caused significant costly property damage, resulting in an extensive cleanup and repair process. The time and money it has and will take to clean this school and replace the electrical and computer equipment that was destroyed is still being calculated, but is expected to be significant. Those involved in causing the extensive property damage are currently being identified by Union County Sheriff's Office deputies and will likely be charged with numerous criminal offenses related to the incident. With that being said, the UCSO, the Sheriff's Office, uh, would like to share the information below with anybody considering or planning a senior prank at any of our educational campuses. Ooh, has the sheriff considered doing one of those billboards like the U.S. Attorney's Office did? Remember? Think again. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they put the big billboard up there. They said, think again. What was that about? What was that a campaign for? What a, Was it gun crime? That's right. That's right. See that? It just worked. It made me think again, because at first I didn't remember what it was. But then I thought again, and then I remembered. Actually, Chris told me. So (laughs) I didn't even remember. Uh, So Chris said it was about guns. It was about gun crime. 
and think again. So before you're going to pick up that gun and use it to murder somebody, think again. I mean, we're probably not going to charge you if we even catch you. But just think again. So maybe we could do another campaign like that. Put them, put uh, billboards all around the schools. Think again. Before you, before you bring that bag of flour into the school to dump everywhere and get all in the electrical uh, systems and the HVAC systems, think again. And then videotape it while you're doing it. So here is the advice he offers. They'd like to share some information. Two, just two simple bullet points here. Number one, entering a school building without permission or authorization during non-school hours is considered felony breaking and or entering and can result in a criminal arrest and subsequent prosecution. Now, this is Union County, so maybe these kids, what with their brains not being fully developed and all, maybe they thought that they're in Mecklenburg and you know, Mecklenburg doesn't care about that stuff. Like felonies, breaking and entering, whatever. Oh, kids, run along, you know. They probably wouldn't even devote any time or effort to finding these people. I mean, would McFadden go after these kids? Do you think McFadden would go after these kids? Come on. So that's number one. You're in Union County, kids. They may play by a different set of rules (laughs) down there. Number two. Damaging property within an educational building or on an educational campus is also an arrestable offense and upon conviction may result in the suspect or suspects involved being held responsible for all financial damages related to the incident. Hmm. Have you been saving money for your college tuition? Yeah, you might need to give that to the Union County School District now so they can pay to repair all of the stuff that you broke as a prank, as a prank. Now, I would offer this up as a prank. This was an idea uh, when we went on our high school field trip, we went to D.C., and so they would, you know, we went out of town, and so uh, they room us in hotels, and they, they pot us all in. There's like four students per room, and um, and so I got, I was in there with these three guys. We were like, we were playing cards and stuff. And this one guy goes to bed first. And you always, like, you know, if you go to bed first, stuff's going to get, you know, you're going to get pranked, right? Now, we didn't like shave his eyebrow or anything. We did the hand in the water thing, but it didn't work. Um, but uh, this was actually pretty brilliant. I don't even know whose idea it was. But we set all of the clocks ahead in the room. So, um, and it, we, we turned our watches ahead. We turned his watch ahead. We turned the alarm clocks ahead. We set them all ahead. And then we, we had the alarms go off and we pretended as if it was 7 a.m. And we, it was like 3 a.m. And so he got up, he got us, he took a shower, he got ready. And then we all went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's a harmless prank. Come on. That's a harmless prank. Not like what happened in Union County. All right, hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than 6 million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th, 
from 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock. It's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to Mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to Mix1079.com and thank you for considering the request. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. On Twitter, it's at Pete Callender. Remember, get the podcast, by the way. It's free right to your smartphone or tablet every single day. I'm telling you, once you start listening on the podcast, you'll be listening to the podcast. I'm telling you. That's how that goes. Um, <laughs> 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Let's go to the phones now. Here is Joel. Hello, Joel. Welcome to the show. Hi, Pete. How are you today? Hey, I am all right. What's going on? Good. Um, I was great to see you at the uh, News and Brews event uh, a couple weeks ago. Yes. Uh, but that was a great event. Uh, but when it comes to the issue at the Sun Valley High School, I am a student here in Union County. Mm-hmm. Um, I was homeschooled all through high school and middle school and elementary school. Um, and I just heard about this yesterday from a coworker at work. And I could absolutely not believe that this had happened. And the audacity for them to destroy all the technical supplies and the electrical supplies and all that type of stuff, I definitely think that these students need disciplinary actions, um, whether it be a fine at least or even possibly it needs to come out of their own pocketbook or they need at least jail time or something like that. They need to feel it because this is unacceptable as a taxpayer. Did um, Did you do a senior prank? Uh, so I was homeschooled, so my I was a valedictorian of my class as I was the only one in my class. Right. Um, so, no, my parents would not approve of me destroying the house. Doing all, a senior so, prank no. like that. It probably would, it would be easy to narrow down the suspects. Yes, it would be very easy. Yeah, that's true. When I only have five siblings, that also makes it easy. Right, but if you put the big banner up that says Senior Prank 2023, it's kind of like dead giveaway. Although... Yeah, exactly. One of your now see here's the thing. You your uh, are your siblings older or younger? All of them are younger, so I have five siblings that are all younger. See, so now here's what you do is you can now do pranks and put the banners up for the years that they're graduating. And exactly. you could frame them. Exactly. You could frame them for <laughs> for the pranks. Don't yeah. The slight uh, issue with that is is that my dad is a cop. So oh. he may be able to do the detective work for that. Yeah, all right, abort, abort, abort the plan. Uh, do not do that then. Okay, uh, yeah, hey, uh, Joel, uh, yeah, I appreciate the call. Uh, good to talk with you, sir. Congrats also um, on the graduation. Yeah, it's one of the things about the pranks, you got, there's a line. There is a line. The destruction of the property that is not yours is the line. And if you don't have the sense to know that, then I question the sense that you had in getting the diploma. You definitely should not be able to walk, right? Like I'm saying, break all of the kneecaps. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just, no. I'm saying, you know, you don't get to walk in graduation. You don't get to go up on the stage, get your diploma. They, they, there was a kid in my high school graduating class. We had it outside. We, uh, we did the graduation ceremony, like on the football field. And uh, what was his name? Steve Geffner, I think was his name. He brought a beach ball, two of them actually, deflated, and he had them under his uh, gown. And during the ceremony, he's blowing them up inside the underneath his gown. So he's got the little, <laughs> he's got the, 
whatever the little port is, you know, and he kind of pulled it out of his uh, uh, his collar, and he's blowing it up, and he's blowing it up, and he was kind of a bigger guy, so it, when it got big, like, you you know, he just looked big. So he blew up the beach ball, and then he, like, kind of birthed it out from underneath the gown, you know, and, like, ba-boom, and he, like, hit the beach ball, and we were like, yay, and everybody's, like, hitting the beach ball around, and, then, like, one of the teachers comes over, grabs it, and punctures the thing and kills it. Oh, and everybody's sad. But he brought a backup, and so he blew that one up, but they caught him as he was blowing the second one up, but he launched it anyway. It was kind of sad because it wasn't fully uh, inflated, but he launched it anyway, and um, and then they wouldn't give him his diploma. They they walked him off the grounds, and they wouldn't give him the diploma. After the ceremony and everything, like, but he got all of the credit hours, all of that, whatever. It's like, that's that's how it was in my day, a beach ball. And you don't get your diploma. That That's like far cry from this kind of garbage. Like I said, we pulled the prank on that kid. And it was just setting the clocks ahead and messing with his circadian rhythm. You know, <laughs> that was it. Oh, by the way, I regret to inform you. Uh, and little did I know that we were white supreming uh, during that prank. We were white supreming. Because waking up early is rooted in white supremacy now. I did not know this. I don't know what this means for me. I get up every morning at 5. I don't know if that's... Am I white supreming now? I don't know. All right. Oh, hey, real quick. Before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender Show. I'm Pete. Thanks for hanging out. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for this link as well here. Monica, senior prank goes awry for Pennsylvania high school students. I'll circle back to that. Got a couple of messages too. So a fellow by the name of Anthony Bernardi, he writes at a website called medium.com, which I believe uh, they talk to ghosts. At this website? No, it's a self-publishing. It's like Substack. Anybody can write on it. And he writes about social justice and cooking. These are his focus areas. <laughs> social justice and cooking. Okay. Um, would you like to hear some of the headlines on... He doesn't have a very lengthy history here. Uh, I, think he's, I think he is new to the blogging. Uh, He's got one here called Why Spongebob is Sexist. Uh, Trans rights are under attack. Here's what you can do to help. Fighting food insecurity. Harnessing our power to make change. Bridging the digital divide. How we can connect the world together. Navigating the dating world as a trans woman. Tips for finding love and building connections. Uh, By the way, I don't believe this individual is trans, but... uh, The lingering effects of redlining, a racial justice issue in our neighborhoods. 
Why trans women must be allowed to compete in women's sports. The racist legacy of American suburbia. Yes, there is overwhelming evidence that gender-affirming care improves mental health. How racism is ingrained into the public school system. Here are some jobs that may be replaced by tech in the next 10 years. And finally, the most recent, a fresh and flavorful spring recipe, asparagus, pea, and goat cheese risotto. Okay. But his very first piece that he wrote was titled, Why Waking Up Early is Rooted in White Supremacy. (laughs) So getting up early is a sign, is rooted, is part of the the institutional racism. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, sit down for this. You ready? The notion of waking up early and starting your day with the rising sun is often associated with productivity, success, and a strong work ethic. However, this seemingly innocuous concept is not without its historical and cultural implications. In this article, we will explore the origins of the early rising narrative. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he doesn't. And how it is rooted in white supremacy, contributing to the perpetuation of racial inequalities. Really? Let's take a listen. The idea that waking up early leads to success and a disciplined life can be traced back to various historical and religious contexts. In the Western world, this belief has been strongly influenced by Protestantism and the Puritan work ethic, which emphasized hard work, diligence, and self-discipline as virtues. This work ethic has long been considered an essential component of the American dream and the idea that success can be achieved through dedication and effort. Wait, why is that? Wait, why is that white supremacy then? Because that would be that would be universal. This is the thing that gets me like you realize when you when you put attributes onto people based on their their skin pigmentation. Like you're doing the thing that you are accusing everyone else of doing. This is sort of like the. uh, It's like the iron law of woke projection, right? (laughs) Like this is one of those things that just guaranteed is going to be the case. They project upon to you what they are thinking themselves. Somehow or another, like, oh, this idea, like, oh, you're going to wake up early. Oh, that means you're productive. Well, yeah, it it does. You get up early. By the way, uh, kid, have you ever heard of a time before alarm clocks and electricity? That's why people would get up early. You had to get up early. You had to get up early because you only had a certain amount of daylight. And once that daylight is gone, well, then you can't really do anything. What, it being, you know, dark and all. Yeah, that you can't see. The intersection of early rising and white supremacy. The early rising ideology is not... Really? Wait a minute. So from... Okay, so hang on a second. So from that sentence, we've gone from... The work ethic has been considered an essential component of the American dream and the idea that success can be achieved through dedication and effort, which is true, by the way. Success can be achieved through dedication and effort. And I know you're a kid, so you don't know this yet, but if you actually do dedicate yourself and you put in the effort, 
the chances are exponentially higher that you will be successful and it doesn't matter what race or ethnicity you are. Hard work, perseverance, diligence, caring about your customers or your uh, your product or your service, right? Caring, like that stuff matters. And if you do those things, you will be successful more often than not. You will have failures. Everybody has failures. Sure. Learning experiences. Absolutely. You fail and then you take something away from that failure. You learn something from it so you don't make that mistake again and then you succeed. See, that's how that works, kid. That's how it works. So from that sentence where he's essentially like he doesn't come out and deny that this is true. He just he he advances it as if it's suspicious. I'm not really sure if this is true. This American dream thing, work hard, play by the rules, you'll get ahead. I mean, that's what they say. And then he immediately goes to the very next sentence, the early rising ideology. So now it just it, it's become an ideology that if you wake up early, that you will be productive. Look, getting up at the same time every morning and early in the morning, you know where I think a lot of that actually comes from, this idea that you're disciplined by getting up Every morning, because people get up different times. Look, when I worked the night shift, I would get up the same time every morning, but it was later because I worked the night shift (laughs) and you can't sleep. You can't wake up at 5 a.m. if you're working the night shift because you're at work. You're already awake. You see how that works? But the very next sentence, it's now morphed into an ideology. Now, he does say that this ideology is not inherently racist. However, it has connections to white supremacy when examining the broader historical and social contexts. You realize, I think a lot of this came from the, uh, what was the army marketing campaign that they did, right? We do more before 6 a.m. than most people do in a day. I think that's where most of this came from. But the kid doesn't know what he doesn't know. During the era of European colonialism and the Atlantic slave trade, oh my God, the concept of hard work and productivity became intertwined with race. Now, so wait a minute, how, how are you, how, how are you pivoting from early wake up time to productivity to productivity to race? Like, how are you getting there? That is so ridiculous. This is not even logic. It doesn't even connect. This stereotype. Oh, sorry. He goes back and says, enslaved Africans were forced to work tirelessly from sunrise to sunset. Yes, while they were enslaved. Absolutely correct. And you know who else worked sunrise to sunset? Everybody that worked the land. You raging idiot. (laughs) Subsistence farmers. They worked sunrise to sunset because there was no light source after sunset. Then he throws this in. And I think this is the linchpin that that it's all turning on, which is, it's connections to, uh, or sorry, he says, uh, their white oppressors often used the rhetoric of hard work and discipline to justify their inhumane treatment. And gives zero support for that. None. This kid's a fabulist. He's making it up in his mind. He is constructing conversations and rhetoric, and he's projecting it onto these people, and then he's spinning out some sort of BS narrative based on this, all because he doesn't want to wake up early. And honestly, I don't even know if it's, he doesn't want to wake up early. I think he's trying to to make excuses for other people who don't want to wake up early. The soft bigotry of low expectations, basically. 
All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. Yeah, Joseph says those Sun Valley High School senior pranksters, if they just dye their hair purple, don't wash for a week, then they can claim that they're Antifa. They'll get free legal representation from the National Lawyers Guild and charges will be dropped. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's Union County. Things might turn out differently. Bob says, face planted into the zone of dumbassery. True. Zone of dumbassery. Yes, we are in it. Sun Valley High School. Good job, senior pranksters. Monica says, LOL, as if they are going to college. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know who did it. They maybe are going to school. A couple other emails uh, from Russ. Uh, this is a Pete tweet. I am so grateful none of my stupid was captured on video and anything that might have been likely recorded got recorded over by an episode of Living Color. <laughs> I will never... I uh, will never understand recording your own stupid and then posting it to social media. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's all the rage among the narcissists. Um, also, the Mecklenburg Declaration of Independence is like Bigfoot. I really want it to be real, but the evidence is just a lot of unverifiable anecdotes that could be true, but just as easily could be people grasping for notoriety. Yeah. Um, if this happened in Mecklenburg County, Sheriff McFadden and the CMS school board would probably be like, oh, hey, at least they're going to school. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. We encourage that. At least they're in the building. At least they graduated. Um, yes, the Mecklenburgers is real. It was a TV show on the government channel in Mecklenburg on the Channel 16 GovCo channel. And Puddin12 says... My favorite episode of the Mecklenburgers was when Rayford got dragged from his car and beat up after getting caught in a street takeover. And then they tried to take him to the hospital on the light rail line, but it derailed. I remember that one. That's a great episode. Slapstick at its finest. It's good stuff. Good stuff. And then there was the other episode, remember, where they spent like crazy amounts of money on a search for a new superintendent of the schools. Remember? And it turns out that after looking all over the planet for the perfect candidate, it turned out that the person was already on the payroll. They were already on the job. They were the interim superintendent. No, that actually happened. That's that was this. Yeah, that was the other day. It seemed like ripped from the headlines, though. Although I guess the headline would be ripped from the episode. Anyway, it is a real thing. You can find it on YouTube. Just type in the Mecklenburgers TV show and it'll show up. Uh, so this moron on medium.com, Anthony Bernardi, seems to be about, um, I don't know, in his 20s, just judging by his picture. 
Um, and he doesn't really give a bio, and I don't really care enough about him to figure out any more uh, about him, uh, but he's an idiot. Um, and he wrote this piece called Why Waking Up Early is Rooted in White Supremacy. And it is like, it's three pages. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, he says, that um, this stereotype about getting up early equaling productivity, right, I, I think is actually rooted in the ad for the military, for the army, that they do more before 6 a.m. than most people do all day. But getting up early and working sun up until sundown was a requirement because you didn't have electricity. In fact, if you ever do, if you ever go to Rockefeller Center, I highly recommend the architectural tour. Not the one that takes you into Saturday Night Live, but the architectural tour. You will learn about the buildings and the people that built them. And one of the things that he, when Rockefeller built that building, two things. He built it tall enough to block the view from the Empire State Building of Central Park. So the Empire State Building workers couldn't see Central Park anymore. So he blocked it. And he built it in such a way that all of the windows got the most amount of sun because he needed people to be able to work longer hours, particularly during the winter time. And you did that by getting as much natural light into the building as possible, right? As much natural light meant windows. So he built the building in this sort of long way with like a long, flat, rectangular way so the most amount of windows could hit the sun for most uh, uh, part of the year. Stuff like that, kid, it matters. You know? It's not all about the skin color, but your racism is noted. Your prejudice and bigotry is noted. (laughs) I don't know. The iron law of woke projection. It is met once again. (laughs) 